This is Hebrews in Exile with Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And in episode number 46, we are just going to reflect on the current state of the Hebrew nation as it is currently depicted in present time. We hope that our passion and plea for the return of the Hebrew nation back to the ways of the Most High is sincerely transparent. So without any further ado, Hebrews in exile, you know what we do. Let's go! This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews in Exile. You know, Sean, we have come through a whole lot trying to understand the dynamics that flow between Hebrew Israel and the Most High. Sure. Our people, I, I, I have to say it, our people do not have a clue. No, they don't. No, they don't. And it, it, that's kind of self-evident as you, you see how we operate in this day and age. You know, we, we go back to the words of the prophet that says, my people perish, perish for the lack. lack or the want of knowledge. Knowledge of what? knowledge of him. And, you know, I'm always asking this question about our people in terms of their theological prowess or, or knowledge. Mm -hmm. And we are engrossed in this thing that's called denominations. So everybody asks you when you see them, they ask you, well, what denomination are you? Yeah, what uh, are you? Methodist, Baptist, or are you Episcopalian, Kojic, Apostolic, Pentecostal, mm -hmm. Baptist? Yeah, and it's sad because the Most High never gave us a religion. Right. Absolutely. He never gave us. He is not. He is not associated with a denomination. Right. Yeah, this divergent thing, you know, branched off from Christianity because these ideas that continue to keep coming up to say, hey, listen, you know, I don't like the way we do it over here. So I'm going to branch off and do something different. It's not the, the community of Israel. No. Hebrews is not a disjointed group of people. We no. sail under one flag, under one banner which is the most high. And and the thing that you have to understand is that we are a nation. Mm -hmm. We are a nation that is exiled out of its land. We're a lot like we were in Mitzrayim, Egypt. Mm. We were a nation in Egypt and the father made us a nation. And the interesting thing about that is that the question always arises, how can you be a nation without a land? Right. See, <laughs> I'm short circuiting already because of the fact that we got to get back to this issue of, again, what you just said, the Most High never intended for us to be, because what we're talking about is this form of idolatry. The, the, the podcast we just got done doing, 
We've been given this narrative from a group of people who have enslaved us. And because of that, we've gone off and created, even within the African-American community, these different forms of religion. And it was never that intention in the first place. Never if you was. do not have never was. a understanding that or pride in the fact that you are part of the most highest people. Because a lot of the folks that are still in them, those, those, those denominations don't have that even that understanding yet. No, no. That when you read scripture, when you talk about what, you know, which I is, is, is a word that we just don't use, but I'm going to use it just for the sake of argument, which is the issue of the Old Testament, which we don't even call it that. We don't call but it that. But if you that. read no. that, you, if you have no association to say that that body of work is talking about me. Yes. You don't see it that way because mm. the way you see it is that it's talking about the Ashkenazis. Right. The European side, the stewards. Right. That have kept this. So right. if you have no association that that None. book is talking about you None. and your people None. and how you are opulent. None. And the, the most high has set us apart. Yeah. You'll never... You'll always see it through the, a European view. And, 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 and with that being said, it's interesting that the European view of the Most High is different than our people in exile's view of the Most High. True. Very true. The God that... I can't use that word. My <laughs> goodness. It's, it's, the, the Elohim... Right that we serve is not the same Elohim that the Europeans serve. Mm -hmm. Because their idea and their philosophy about the Most High is tied to too many political tentacles. Mm -hmm. On our side, we're tied to this idea of need. Our prayers are all about, I need, I want, I need. Yeah. Uh, you think of the most high like he's Santa most Claus. Most high give me, most high deliver me, most high whatever. Right. And it's kind of like this gift thing. Mm -hmm. So the problem that I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with is trying to get Hebrews in exile to understand the difference because there's a difference between where you are and who you are and your European counterparts. Right. Right. Yeah. Because if you don't. You are not right. them and they are not you. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say this. I'm, I, and I got to put it in this context as much as I hate to put it in this context. Mm -hmm. I got to put it in this context. The God that you serve and the God that the Europeans serve are not the same God. You begging, and they're they're politicking, right, right. I don't know if this is the right place to put this, but you know, I, I've kind of we've mentioned this before. When you get down to the the subversive subtleness of what's happening, and you kind of understand, you were given this. You were given this. You let's, There's a thing called the slave Bible. Yeah. And it 
has certain things in it to keep you in bondage. And you know, there are a lot of people don't know anything, do not know <laughs> anything at all about a slave Bible. I mentioned it to somebody, like, what's, what's the slave Bible? I've really? never heard of the slave Bible. Well, no, I guess you haven't. Right, right, right. Because the master had it. Right. Because it's, it's this idea that anytime that you look at, I hate to keep bringing this issue of race and color up because the most high doesn't talk. He doesn't talk about, about he doesn't race. talk about race. He doesn't not, he talks about nations. It's a nation of people, but okay. This is, it is what it is now. But again, for our people to understand, melanated people to understand that every time that you look at this Jesus thing, you're looking at a European view of a demigod. These folks have generated their Greek. This is their whole, their paradigm, their ideology. This is where they come from. And every time that you look subversively, you look at the, the view, this surfer dude with the flowing blonde hair and he just like he needs it has this aura that's around and, him, and they don't and they don't know that that's that's right. They don't know that that picture is a picture of Michelangelo's <laughs> brother. <laughs> it's 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 this issue that you're always going to look to that group to be your god. And we all hung and we all hung him on our walls. Right. We we've got to <laughs> we've got to have this understanding amongst we we all we all hung we all hung the blue eyed blonde haired guy on our walls. Yeah, like he was a part of your family. It was a picture of Michael. Angelo's brother. Yeah. Like, literally. Literally. So Until you, we found out yeah. that somebody said, oh no, he can't <laughs> be that. He was, his, 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 his hair is wool and his skin is bronze, so he gotta be black. Now we got, now we got a blue-eyed, blonde-haired Jesus and we got a, we got a black Jesus. Come on, which one is it? And who told you that? And see, this is, that's why we're getting back to this, is this quintessential issue, because we can, with empirical evidence, prove to you that the Most High designed a group of people to be the leaders, to teach the nations. And that group of people is a melanated group of people. Not, again, it, not trying to harp on race, but it's, it is what it is. It's just too many examples of that. And our people in this day and age have a disconnection with that because when we were brought here, you were taught, you lost your language, you lost your culture, you lost your sense of government. Listen, when we talk about, and we've said it numerous times, when we look at this body of work that we call the Old Testament, it is nothing more than your history book and how it explains to you through Torah how the people are supposed to function in a community. You don't get that sense when you go to church every single Sunday. No. Because you're praying to some some man. And that's the thing that our people continue you're, to you're keep praying, falling down on. You're praying to some man that died that said he was God. And I'm going to ask you a question. Can God die? No. And I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something else because I want to make this clear. Okay. Because in podcasts going forward, mm -hmm. I never I never ever want to raise this again. Okay. Okay. Two things. And I need, I need you all to understand this. If we're going to be Hebrew, then we need to be Hebrew all the way. Mm -hmm. So we need, to, we need to purge ourselves of the idolatrous language that's associated with the Greeks that have given us this Greek mess. Right. Okay? Right. 
Right. And absolutely. I said this in another po- I said this in a podcast before. Uh-huh. I'm never ever, never ever going to refer to the most high or associate him with a heathen deity that worships that worships heathen things mm. such as God. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to use that term anymore. Right, right. So we got to work around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I'm never ever going to refer to our scriptures as old. As old. And yeah. I need, I need my, I need you, I need you view, viewers and your listeners to understand that there's a difference. We do not have an Old Testament. Right. And I'm going to ask Correct. you a question. Who told you it was old? Right. We have a Tanakh, which is the incorporation of the five books of our writings, which is Torah. We have the, we have the writings, Job, Proverbs, uh, Psalms, Songs of Solomon, uh, Ecclesiastics, which are the writings and, and so forth. And then we have the prophets. That's what makes up our historical book, and it's called a Tanakh. If I refer to the scriptures, mm-hmm. I'm going to refer to the Brit mm-hmm. or the covenant. Covenant, correct. Because we don't have anything that's old. What we have is in play to this very day. Absolutely. And that is, and, and using the term, like we've mentioned before in previous podcasts, just using the term old already gives you the sense that it's outdated, it's outdated. That, and, it, and it's that it's something that's what we usually use in the old yeah. church be yeah. done away with. Yeah. It's something that you you automatically just say, you know what? Which what, take what's good is this? Yeah, which takes us back to that Hebrew writing over there mm-hmm. where he said it was done away and it was old mm-hmm. and archaic. Oh, you talking about over in Hebrew? Yes. Where they where they where they where they make the egregious claim. Now, see, and I it was ended up explaining to somebody this this past week, and I said, I my ironclad. If anybody gets into an argument with me, or I should say argument, but a a reasonable discussion, because what what are we supposed to do as Hebrews? We're supposed to be able to reason, reason. people. So if we're in a discussion, I'm gonna hang my hat on Hebrews seven every single time, because in Hebrews seven in that text across the street it specifically establishes that we are starting a new religion and we are starting it and Jesus is going to be our new high priest it specifically says it. i don't know how much emphatic you can get by saying yes we understand what was going on over here but the most egregious part in that whole entire text is when you haul off and say the scriptures are old, antiquated, and been have have no bearing on anything. They didn't set out and achieve the goal that they set out to do. But we have a new system now. Says it right there. Says it right there. Uh, Says I mean, it right there. Says it right there. And 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 you know. And I, I get back to the, I get back to our our, op- our opening dialogue. The Most High did not give us a religion. He gave us a way of life. Yeah. Absolutely. So all of that, all of that mess on the other side mm-hmm. of that they appended, mm-hmm. they appended to our historical book mm-hmm. is filled with lies, deceptive deceptions, mm-hmm. 
things that are not true. And when you study your history book, it begins to click in your mind that this stuff doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's too many holes. It's a lot I'm of I'm in hypocrisy. the barbershop today. Okay. And I'm talking to my barber and I'm talking about, by the way, uh, this book, In Defense of the Messiah, is available for you uh, on Amazon. You can get this book. This book here talks about mm-hmm. all of the things that Jesus, Jesus Christ is not, cannot be, will not be, according to our scriptures, Hebrew scriptures. Mm-hmm. And so I'm talking to him and I'm talking about the book. He says, you know, uh, Rabbi, he says, you know, I've always felt like there was too many things, too many holes, too many things that did not make any sense. Right. And I says, absolutely true. And I says, the reason why that is, is that it doesn't make sense to us because it's not our scriptures. Right. You mean to tell me that the Most High woke up 400 years after Malachi was his last prophet that he spoke to, mm-hmm. and he woke up 400 years later and asked a nation that he is going to demise in the end of days to write a, do- a, a dissertation for him and his people? Come on, we're talking about the absolute all-existent one who cannot lie. Why would he have a liar write a testament for him? How is that? How is that possible? Does that make any sense? No. No. Z- zero sense. And no. it shouldn't resonate with you at all because what we had brought up before in a previous podcast is that, hey, listen, the Most High has formed you from the dust of the ground and breathed life into you. So no one has to sit there and tell you that you need to respect your mother and father, that it's bad to murder, that it's bad to covet, that it's bad to do all of these things. It's written in your spirit because the most high has literally breathed life into you. So when you hear a doctrine that is contradictory to the programming that the most high has given you, yes, it's going to sound foreign and odd to you because you're just like, you know what, that just goes against this really... Where I'm at, period. Just even if I just threw out just what we've learned before in the past, how do you know (laughs) to not murder? No one had to sit you down and tell you, you know what? It's wrong to go and kill somebody. That's in the Hebrew text. And all that's doing when we read Hebrew scriptures and we read what the Most High has mandated us for do is just affirming what's already written there. So I wouldn't doubt that any time that you hear something over across the street that don't line up with text, it's not going to resonate with you. And you, so, but here's the thing. <laughs> Why do we continue to continue to continue to continue to stay there? And I think we, maybe I'm going to answer my own question as that goes back to that paternity test, that analogy that all uh, I like to use to say, listen, if I was to tell you that your parents are not your parents and I prove to you through a paternity test that they're not your parents, would you disown them? No. Because you're saying those are the people that raised me. Yes. They put food on the table. Yes. They put clothes on my back. Yes. They did everything for me. That's what modern day Christianity yes. is to our people because yes. that's all you know. Yes. 
by that name I was saved. All that all that came about, my what, how prosperous I am is because of that. You seem to believe that's where that's coming from. Yeah. But the issue at the end of the day is that we're giving you the paternity test and it's upon you. It's incumbent upon you to either go with the truth or stay in a lie. And I believe wholeheartedly today that people are more apt to be, uh, to live in apathy and the lie because it's easier than to own the truth. Well, the truth is, the truth is difficult. Here's the reason. The truth is difficult because it goes against the grain of a westernized, a western, a westernized mind. It doesn't sure. coincide with western, with a westernized mind. Number one. I'm not going to stop going to church on Sunday and sun worship because Saturday is dedicated to washing my car, mm -hmm. going shopping, going to the mall and doing all the things that I do with my friends. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop doing, I'm not going to stop doing that. Even though the most high says to us, mm -hmm. the most high says to us and the most high that everybody claims they love mm -hmm. says to us, you are to honor and you are to keep my Sabbath. Mm -hmm. It's right. It's right there. And, he, and, and then and then he puts he puts a hammer on it to Hebrew. It's, and the hammer he puts on it is to Hebrew Israel and mm -hmm. then to the nations. It's to Hebrew Israel. Correct. Hebrew Israel. If you do not keep my Sabbath and you not to proclaim them as holy. That's it. Anybody who does not do that. If we were living in the seventh day. You would You'd be, be dead. dead. Absolutely. You'd be dead as a doornail. So he's given us this sixth day of grace. And that's the only reason why we're not dead is because we're in the sixth day of grace. Mm -hmm. We don't have a temple. We don't have coining. We do not have our Torah being taught to us the way that we need it to be taught to us. So he gives us grace in this exile. But there is a, another day coming yeah. called the seventh day in which everything's going to revert back and you mess up there, you're dead. Right. You know, as an adjunct to that, you know. And, that, yeah, go and, ahead. And, and, and <laughs> I'm just not ready. I'm just not ready in this day to give up what I do on Saturday. See, but that goes to the heart of where we are as, I think, as a culture, westernized culture, because we have this thing about, Nobody's going to tell me what to do. You see, you hear all the time, like I listened to your buddy this week up the street, you know, up there in Roseville, that's just your, to see what he was talking about. That, that's your buddy. That's not my buddy. That's your, <laughs> that's your, that's your buddy. <laughs> that ain't my buddy. That's and your it, buddy. it has become a thing now where it's the most high can't tell me what to do. My freedoms are being taken from me. I'm not going to be bound to a book that tells me what I can eat, where I can go, how I'm supposed to do it. I'm in a free country. I get to do whatever I want to do. The most high God to them bows to me. It's what I'm comfortable with. And that is kind of the thing that's going on right now. It's everything's all hunky dory until the most high gets in, in the, the way. way. And makes it uncomfortable yes. for you. Yes. Then we got a problem. Oh, okay. Well, case in point again. You can't tell me what to eat. 
Even though the Most High has designed you a certain way, you acknowledge that in over in Bereshit, which is Genesis, you were formed from the dust of the ground. You've been given a diet to eat. Listen, I don't know anybody, even with these microphones and all these cameras and everything else that's going on in here, come with what? An instruction manual. Your car comes with an instruction manual. I dare you to go out there and put some sugar and water in it or some jet fuel in it and see how good it runs. That's going against the manufacturer's operation for that. So how do you sit there and say, because they said this this week, and I asked, I was like, my goodness, how bold is that we believe everything from Genesis to Revelations? I said, you don't believe a thing in that book. You live in a westernized culture where you don't have no idea what a theocracy is. You talk about you have a king. God is our king. How can God be your king when he mandates for you to do something? And at the second, at the second, and on the other hand, we live in a democracy. You don't even know what it is to live in a kingdom. Your ancestors came to this country to escape a monarchy. So they could be in a republic that's democratic. So how in the world can you acquiesce to a book that tells you that you need to be mandated to do something and you're under a king, but you don't function that way? <sighs> it's the hypocrisy that's there that our people are plagued with because you know what? I'm going to say this and I'm going to probably get crucified for it. Pardon the pun. But <laughs> literally, the only reason I believe our people were given and accepted that word called that codex called the Bible, which is confusing because there are two different books in it. Yes. The, the Hebrew text and then there's the Greek text. Yes. The only reason you took it was to escape that whip getting put across your back. Otherwise, what reason would you have to accept it? It's difficult for somebody to persecute you when you believe in the same thing that they believe in. And the only reason I'm just, I'm just, maybe I'm just off base. You can correct me. No, no, you're wrong. not. No, just, no, 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 you're not. You're not off base because <laughs> we have, we have historical, we have historical proof that in the 1400s, around 1490, it was the, uh, it was the Oxenazi, uh, mm -hmm. Spanish Jews <clears throat> that, that formulated and started the slave trade of of the of the diaspora of our people out of the continent of Africa and we also know historically that Spain Spain made the Oxenazi Jews convert to Christianity mm -hmm. in order to continue to do business in 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 um in, in Spain right and so consequently our people were introduced to this diabolical thing long before they hit Plymouth Rock yeah Exactly, and they were they were exposed to it, as you indicated. Hey, when you become a slave, you become subject to the individuals that are in your control. You they, you lose your name, you lose your you lose your diet, you lose your you lose your God, you lose all of the control that you have, mm -hmm. and you you have to become submissive to your captors. Right. That's why the Most High is so adamant in Scripture to say, "I don't want you going back to Mitzrayim." That is the house of slavery for you. You saw all kinds of gods. You saw all kinds of deities over there. It influenced you. I don't want you even thinking about that place. As a matter of fact, I think there's a, there's a pet. You can, um, what is this? This is in uh, uh, Yeremehu. 
where Jeremiah. Yeah, Jeremiah, where they have a situation where um all of the military leaders, I think this is in 42. Don't quote me on that. It's in Jer it's in Yeremehu. The military leaders come to Yeremehu and they say, listen, we want you to go before the most high. And we want you to ask the most high. We're getting beat up here. What does the most high want us to do? And he comes back, he says, if I go to the most high and I come back and I tell you what the most high says, you're going to do what he says. Yes, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. He goes to the most high. Most high says, I want you to stay where you are. They are in Babylonian captivity at the time. He says, but I don't want you because what I'm going to do is I am going to move on your behalf where you are. Maybe I'm just saying this because this is cathartic because this is where we are in the United States right now. And this is this whole entire part about when I read that, I said, look at the parallel that's being drawn to say that people are saying that this book is antiquated and outdated, but what's happening in their day is happening right, right now, now to right us. Now. Current events, every day. He tells them to stay put because what I'm going to do is I'm going to move on the heart of King Nebuchadnezzar and he will show pity on you so you can leave and go back to the land that is designated for you. Yeah. But what I don't want you to do is to leave and go back to Mitzrayim right. and say, listen, because I was in Mitzrayim, I didn't have to worry about famine. Right. I didn't have to worry about uh, being persecuted. Right. All these types of things were in Mitzrayim. And the Most High is very emphatic. He said, I don't want you to return back to that slave mentality there. You see, you see, we're talking, we're talking about things that are written in our covenant, in our book, in the Hebrew book. We're talking about things that the Most High has spoken to Hebrew Israel. And you have to understand that there is a night and day difference between who you are, who you're supposed to be, and who we're supposed to be, and who we are. And following after the ways of the nations was one of the instructions that he told us, I do not want you to follow or do the things that the nations to which you are going to right. do. Yeah. But that was that was when the Most High was bringing them, you know, across uh, out of the wilderness in, into Jericho and into Canaan and into Canaan land and there. But, you know, it still resonates with the fact that here we are diasporaed out of our land and we've been out for over 400 years. And there does not appear to be any any light soon mm -hmm. that there's going to be a redemption because the nation of Israel is still in the state of not knowing who they are. There is no crying out to him and there's no real reason for him to redeem us when we're still so comfortable. And that's the reason yeah. why I brought up the subject earlier about religion. We're not, we're not, this is not, we're not part of a religion. This is not a religion we're, we're a part of. Right. We have to march and we have to understand that the, the, the dynamics 
that the Most High has given to Hebrew Israel because that's the situation that is important to us. Right. So when we look at, when we look at and listen to the prophets talk to us, they talk to us in three dynamic ways. They talk to us about how grievous we were in our actions to the Most High, how we abdicated his mitzvot, his commandments, his laws, how we began to worship in an idolatrous way, and why it, and, and, and why it is that we're in this diaspora. Mm-hmm. He talks about us, about how bad we were even to our own people. He talks about, you know, in the book of Amos, you, you got to read the book of Amos. You got to read the book of Amos. Yeah. And not, and I mean, Lamentations is, uh, uh. but Amos, Amos gives us <laughs> a couple of, a couple of things that help us to understand the mindset of the most high right. so we can understand why we are, why we are, why we are where we are. Sure. He uses these terminology, this terminology. He opens with talking to, to Damascus. And he says to Damascus, he says, for three crimes, no four, I won't relent. The line is the line that flows through the whole, the whole narrative that Amos puts to us is three crimes, no four. Mm. And he goes through these nations. He says, for three crimes, no four, I won't relent. What? So whatever punishment that I have pronounced upon you, that's what it's going to be, and I'm not going to relent. Now, let's look at this. Let's look at this for a minute. Mm. For three, it's kind of like baseball. Three strikes and you're out. You, yeah, about you, don't, get it. you don't get a number four. But yeah. four tells me that you are what you are. Mm-hmm. You're going to be what you're going to be, and you're never, ever going to change. So for that, I'm not going to relent. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pronounce the punishment on you that I proclaim. Now, I've said that so I can fast forward in Amos to where he gets to Yisrael. Okay. Yaakov, Israel. He says to you, Israel, for three crimes, no four. Mm. I will not relent. What I have, what I have stated about you is going to happen. It's going to take place. It's, it's, it's going to be what it is. And I'm going to tell you this. Right. You will never be sovereign again. Yeah, we're playing with the wrong one. You will never be sovereign again. Mm-hmm. You will always be under the rule of other people and other nations until. Until, yeah. Because all the prophets close out with the until. What's the until? Until you, until I redeem you back in my land. Mm-hmm. And you're under my control and under my authority. Mm-hmm. And if you mess up there, you're done. So, 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 so now, so now, when we understand our document and our history, right? He says in Amos, now watch this you shed bloodshed amongst your brother. Mm-hmm. You took advantage of the poor. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what do our people do? Just that we've got drive-by shootings. We've got we've got 
people of color killing people of color. And we've got, I don't want to use that phrase. <laughs> Man, I want to use it so bad. <laughs> oh, I want to use it so bad. What do you want me to do? I, Tell I, I got to, oh, okay. I, I got to, I got to clean it up. I hey, you know what? You know what we haven't used? I got to clean it up. With them little beeps that they have, like the boop. Oh. I can just bleep it out. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't trust you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll leave it in there. <laughs> there is over $40 billion that goes out of the black church into white banks that you're, that, 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 that our people can't even get a loan from. What is it? What in that in text? Wait, we're, not, we're, we're not supposed to. Whoa, 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 Let me finish this. I'm, right. trying to, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> the diplomat, the consummate diplomat. How is it that you are sitting in the pew, pro as cootie brown, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. living on welfare, mm -hmm. and the man in the pulpit is begging you for your money and you're giving him your money. He living high and you live in pole. And the text says in Amos that you take from the poor to gain wealth for yourself. That's in the prophet. That's going on today. That's not, that's not, that's not yesterday. That's going on today. And who's doing it? We are. Hebrews in exile. Because and, you don't know your Hebrews in exile. And 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 as an adjunct to that, adding to that, piggybacking onto that, let me just throw this in there too. Just in case you forgot, not you, but our listenership, in case you forgot, that same person that's standing up in that pulpit asking you for what? What do they call it? A a a a tenth? A tithe? No, they ask for ties. A tithe? Yes. And then got the nerve to sit there and say that I'm going to ask for the tithe, but then say that the law has been done away with, the, to the tour has been done away with. Excuse me, but the last time I checked, the tithe is under the law. No. So if... No, 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 no. The tithe is not under the law. The tithe is the law. It's not under the law. It is the law. It is the law. It is the law. And the tithe, the tithe was not for the pastor. That's right. It was for the Levites and for the Kohanim. Right. So stop getting in front of people. Whoa, 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 See now we're now we're dealing with now we're dealing with 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 titles. The Most High doesn't have pastors. That's true. The Most High doesn't have bishops. Yeah, that's Catholic. The Most the Most High doesn't have superintendents. Mm -mm. The Most High has Levine. He has Kohanim. Mm -hmm. That's what he had. Those are the teachers. Those are the ones that are teaching towards the too. Levium and the Kohanim mm -hmm. receive the tithe from the general populace, right? Because the Levium have and no the Kohanim do not have an inheritance, an inheritance in the land. That's right. 
So the so the populace of people are supposed to take care of the Kohanim and the Levium, which across the street, you're not. That's correct. That's correct. You're, you don't... You're, you're, as a matter of fact... You're fleecing you know, people wait, wait, and misquoting whoa, whoa, text. Whoa, 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 whoa. I read that text over there, Sean. You did? Yes, I read okay, that text. Okay, all right, all right. That text over there <laughs> does not make any provisions for you to receive <laughs> any money at all. You can't tell them that. Whoa, 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 whoa. It says... You tithe with what? What is it with your? What is, I'm trying to think of it. I remember it, but I, yes, I, oh. we didn't left it so long ago. We we can't even remember, and it's a good thing. Yeah, but 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 my point being is in the Greek text, the Greek text does not make any provisions for any pastor to receive any money other than the words that said you're not to muzzle the ox that treads out the corn and. Uh, that came from that came from our Hebrew scriptures, right? That didn't they? They didn't make they pulled that out of our Hebrew scriptures. Let, let me just say interject something in here is because I, I, I feel an unction to do this. We spend a lot of time trying to because that's where our people are is over in in Christianity to try to dispel that a lot of that. Yeah, and. It's it's really difficult to to get them to understand where we are. And the reason why I I feel like we we just keep coming back to this cuz I had said this before. I said, "You know what? I'm not going to talk about them anymore. We are specifically talking about Hebrews. We're going to talk about what's germane to the Hebraic people. But it's difficult not to go back across the street. Because that's where our people are. Because that's where our people are. And the fact of the matter is, is that that Christianity is the only religion that will use our text to establish theirs. I don't see that anywhere in the Quran. I don't see that anywhere else in any other book that says, you know what? We we're using this, but it doesn't make it. It has no bearing on anything anymore it's just here and that's what makes it so egregious is that you're you're using the text just like you had made mention before the united states is built on hebrew scriptures yeah you don't get our laws unless you delve in there because it's definitely not in the quote new testament across the street and and that's why i kind of feel like you know what the most high is going to be extremely hard on that nation of people that prescribe themselves to be Christian because you are doing it, knowing what you're doing and putting it out on front street. Like there is no, like you do have no re- reproach or reproof. Like there's nothing that's going to happen to you. And the most high is really going to, I'm he's emphatic on what he's going to do to those nations. Emphatic. Emphatic. And that's emphatic. hard. That's a hard word for you emphatic. guys. You guys need to get off of that. Boat, why you can emphatic? Let me. (laughs) (laughs) We're there. We, man, to prove to you how much of Hebrew Israel's thoughts, culture 
ideologies are encompassed into this westernized nation that we have been deported in, we have a preamble. And it says, one nation under God with liberty and justice for all. Let me rephrase it. Let me put it back. Let me put it in Hebrew context. Because the God there, the God that they use there, the meaning of it is one nation under fortune. Because God means fortune. Doesn't mean, doesn't mean, doesn't mean supreme being. It means fortune. So putting it in Hebrew, Hebrew context and realizing that the the formers of the preamble were not as knowledgeable as we are about scripture. Mm-hmm. I'll use your terminology as much as I hate to use the terminology because I said I'm never going to say it again, but somehow I can't get around it. That preamble is a testament to only one nation. There is only one nation under the hand of the mighty one with liberty and justice for all, and that's Hebrew Israel. He set up laws, commandments, so that Israel could function justly. Absolutely. He set up ways so that Hebrew Israel could judge righteously. He set up ways so that Hebrew Israel could function in liberty under his banner mm-hmm. and have the same the same quality of life for all people involved. Right. Hebrew Israel was set up so that Hebrew Israel could take care of Hebrew Israel. Yeah, you're not dependent and on he anybody told else. Us, you are not to go back to Mitzrayim to do anything. I'm giving you everything that you need to have so that you can be successful wherever you are, as long as you live by my laws, my commandments, my mitzvot, and my ways. Okay, you know, let's 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 close this out this way. I don't know what time it is. If I, if a woman marries me and I marry her, the only way we're going to cohabit together is under a covenant that says we're going to be fair, we're going to be righteous, and we're going to be truthful with each other. This is the foundational, way we're going to The Most High is married to Hebrew Israel. Where? Shemot, Exodus chapter number 20. Yeah, when he makes the marriage vows. I am, I am Yahweh Eloheka, who brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim. You are to have no other Elohim 
besides me. You're not to worship things in the heavens and the Shemaims, things in the earth. You're not supposed to worship Mm -hmm. anything. I am your husband. So, husband, wife, how's it going to work for you when your wife starts talking too much to you about another man? Zero. I can attest to that. That won't work at all. How's that going to work for you? How's it going to work for you? Every day she come home, but she talking about another man. Some other dude. (laughs) Now, you gone to your job. She's gone to hers. You might be asking who she going to lunch with. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. He even says, "And I'm, I'm jealous. And... You can't sit there and tell me that at some point, that conversation, you're going to be very upset, which is called jealousy, Mm -hmm. and rightfully so. I'm going to tell you, I don't care how much you try. I don't know a man that's not going to be kind of jealous for his wife. I tell you what, take your wife out and let a man look at her, and you catch him. Mm -hmm. Take your girlfriend out. Let a man look at her and, and, and you catch him and you catch her. You catch her going. Mm. See how, <laughs> see how, see, see how that works out for that's you. See how that's going to work out for you. There's no difference between the most high. Right. And his wife, Israel. Yep. But yeah, first you gotta, you gotta understand no that that's, that's who you are. You have to embrace the fact that you are Israel, if you can't yeah. even get that so, far, no. then... So, understand understand this. Yahweh did not give us a religion. He gave us a way of life. It's a lifestyle, yep. Somehow, I pray that if not today, and maybe I won't even be in this world when somebody hears this podcast of another generation and they wake up and they say, oh, wow, that's what it is. Yeah, because we're getting to a point now. I'm going to talk about westernized westernized that's folks what it is. where we, we're making it so comfortable for us. That's the here. reason why. Yeah. That's the reason why we're, we're being treated the way we're being treated. Maybe. Maybe. Just maybe. We should start crying out to the Most High. You know, Sean, if my people who are called by my name, Europeans can't use this term, can't, they cannot use the scripture because it's not directed to them. He said, if my people, Hebrew Israel, mm-hmm who are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray. I would hear from heaven and I would heal their land. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He said he'd heal our land. He didn't say he was going to heal our heaven. Why is he going to heal our land? 
So maybe that's where you're supposed to be going? Because our land is where it has to be healed from all of the divergence right. that are upon it to purify it so that he can redeem us and bring us back to that land. Mm-hmm. Let me close let me close with this with this interesting, interesting, very interesting note. Very interesting note. <laughs> We just heard in the last week that there was a new divergent virus that was more potent than the original SARS that has different, a, a more powerful strain, strain to it called Omicron. Is this this is a adjunct to COVID? COVID. So yes. not only did we have we started out with COVID, then it got a variant. It's got different variants, but then it's a, another. Now one? it has another variant. It's more potent than the other variant. It's called Omicron. You know where it comes from? Mm. I'm not gonna. It comes from South Africa. Our people do not know. That Israel's land is South Africa. They don't know that the temple was built in South Africa. They don't know that the land that flowed with milk and honey, Canaan, is in South Africa. This divergent that has hit now, has hit in South Africa where only 35% of their people are vaccinated. Mm. 35%? I think it's 35%. Okay. Mm. And it's killing people. Left and right. The Most High said to Hebrew Israel, He said, I will not utterly destroy you, Mm -hmm. but some of you are going to perish until I make my day of redemption where I redeem the righteous. Mm -hmm. The wicked are never going to see the light of day, but the righteous will be redeemed and will go back to the land and will live in the land with the Most High. And if we don't get it right there, we will just be like you never existed. Just like taking an app and wiping it off your wiping it off your phone doesn't exist. Right. That's right. And this is hard for people to understand because they've got this concept of hell. Fire and brimstone. I'm gonna close with this tonight. I'm gonna ask a question. What pleasure does an all-righteous, all-merciful, long-suffering, compassionate Elohim get from, from watching what he created go through an eternal whatever? What, what, does that make sense? What, what, what pleasure? 
What 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 pleasure? What what pleasure? What pleasure? What pleasure do you think he would get from you? Yeah. What pleasure do you think he would get from some from from his from any human being that he's made? And we've all been made from the same mold. What pleasure would he get? Absolute zero. None. So I'm going to leave you with this tonight. I hope that I hope that you hear. I hope I hope that you have ears to hear. And I don't know, but if we as a nation in exile would start crying out to the Most High, man. 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 You know what? If we yeah. as a nation of people in exile would start crying out to the Most High, mm-hmm. the one Elohim, the creator of all creation, if we would do that, if we humble ourselves and cry out and turn back to Him as a nation of people, we wake up as a nation of people, it'd be over. Yeah. It'd be all over. Be all over. Hey, you, would, you would never have to worry about your sons and daughters being shot in the streets anymore. You would never have to worry about people disrespecting you anymore. You never have to be worried about anybody calling you out of your name anymore. You're going to be the head. You and will not revert back to what you're tail. supposed to be is the head and not the tail. You revert back to your place and your position that the Most High created you to be in. Sure. Absolutely. Something to think about. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews, Hebrews in, in Exile. Exile. Shalom. Shalom.